We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Thursday. It's November 4th. It's 2021. Five basketball games to talk about here on today's slate. The NFL podcast will be out later today. So two, two podcasts here on Thursday and um, joined for the basketball podcast by Keith Iser. Eyes 819. Keith, what's happening, my friend? Oh, not much. We had a, a monstrous 11 gamer yesterday, so just, just five games to talk about here today. Should be uh, a little bit easier to manage. We got some blowout risk for sure on this one, though. So, I mean, there's there's three teams on a back-to-back. There's a lot of injury news. There's no lines out. Uh, this is like a straight-up first look. And I, and I know I say it all the time, and everyone that's been listening for a long time, I'm sure they're so sick of me saying it all the time. But, I mean, it's a first-look podcast. We're going to talk about what-ifs, and it just gets you in the mindset of where the day could potentially go. And, and I mean, that's that's what I do. If that's not for you, I'm sorry. If you want me to add something, always feel free. Um, but, I mean, this is, like, this is a first look for sure because we don't know if anybody's going to sit on the second end of a back-to-back for Philly, Atlanta, or Boston – um, I'm a little concerned about Embiid. I, I think he's probably the guy that I'm the most worried about. Um, but I, I mean, Boston, they should be good to go. A- Atlanta Collins was questionable going in uh, to yesterday's game. So maybe he plays. It was a foot injury. Um, so, I mean, strain, strain left feet always, always concern you a little bit um, when it comes to the NBA. So, Let's jump in. We get started here with Philly at Detroit. No total in this game. It is a back-to-back for Philly, like I just said. Uh, Tobias Harris, I mean, it was it's positive for COVID, right? Um, so, and I'm pretty sure I read that he wasn't vaccinated or he was vaccinated. I don't know, but it's like 10 days. So he's going to be out. We already know that. Simmons is out. Um, Danny Green is another one that is expected to miss a couple games is what they said yesterday um so i mean i expect him to to miss this game 
on the Detroit side, they're good to go. Um, no real injury news here. I would not be shocked. Well, let's just start with the Philly side like we always do, but I would not be shocked here if Embiid sits and Drummond has a monster game against his old team. Yeah, I could see that happening for sure. I mean, they've been pretty careful with Embiid early on in the season. Um, don't see any reason they would need to push him here. So even if, if Embiid does play, I don't think I have real interest. Um, he definitely ups that blowout risk against this Detroit team. Um, if he's out, then Drummond obviously becomes a great play as we saw in his last game, but uh, he is priced up a little bit more. Um, so if Embiid's in there, I don't have any interest in Drummond, certainly at that price, but with, without Embiid, Drummond's going to be a top value play. Um, and I think then we got to look to some of these other guys with Tobias still out as well. So um, Niang has been playing pretty well. Uh, Curry has been playing, playing really well. Both of them are, are fairly priced still. Um, Maxi hasn't really gotten it done, but I think you could take some stabs at him at 5,500. Um, Ed Korkmaz is still down there at 4,700. So if Embiid misses, they're, they're all certainly in play. Um, if Embiid's in there, I still think Niang has a, a value price tag for his what his role has been. Um, and then Curry's been contributing quite a bit too, so I'd still have interest in him. Yeah, I mean, Yang is someone that probably plays 30 minutes in this game regardless of what happens with Embiid. So... I mean, he's someone that I have a lot of interest in. Um, I mean, Korkmaz, I, I think he's okay. They, they just, I mean, like tonight or Wednesday night, depending on when you're listening to the podcast, but on Wednesday night, they like gave Tybal, um 38 minutes and Korkmaz 26 minutes. So, I mean, I think that is a very fluid, questionable situation. Um, I think Seth is a really interesting play. If Embiid plays, I think he's in play here going up against Detroit. If Embiid sits... Drummond's not expensive enough. I know it's a $6,500 price tag is like sticker shock, but I mean, he has 50 plus point upside if he's going to get 30 minutes. So, I mean, it's really easy. If Embiid sits, play Drummond. If if Embiid plays, don't play Drummond. Look at Niang, look at Curry and look at Embiid. Um, on the Detroit side of things, I mean, they're full go here. And I mean, I said it the other day, I tweeted it out. Cade Cunningham, I'm going right back to the well. Two for 14. I don't care. If this dude's going to put up 15 shots and play 30-plus minutes, he played 29 minutes in a game where he didn't hardly get any fourth-quarter run. He's going to shoot the, the – he's going to start making shots. Um, what are your thoughts here on Detroit? Yeah, Cade definitely sticks out. 29 minutes is was the encouraging thing to see. He's obviously going to shoot better than two for 14. Um, so tons of interest in him. I don't care that he's been off his first two games here. So we'd definitely go right back there. The rest of these guys are tough. I I don't mind taking a shot on Jeremy Grant. We've seen a ceiling from him in the past. Um, I wouldn't like that as much if Embiid plays. Uh, but if Embiid is out, I think Detroit would have a better chance to stay in this game. I'd be a lot more likely to take a, a shot on some of the other Detroit pieces. Yeah, I mean, I always you always worry about a little bit of a blowout here with Detroit. Um, I mean, if Embiid sits and we start loading up on Philly, then, I mean, look at Bay, look at Grant, look at Cunningham, look at Olenek, like, look at these guys. Um, don't start fully stacking the Philly side. If Embiid sits and forget to run it back on the Detroit side, because so many people are going to do that. You gain instant leverage with your value plays right away. Um, so I mean, Cunningham, like I said, I'm going back to the well. 
Um, I'll probably take the over on his scoring prop again because it's going to come in at like nine, nine and a half. And I mean, if we're going to get that many shot attempts, like I said, he, he's not going to shoot this bad forever. Utah at Atlanta, no total in this game. It is a back-to-back for Atlanta. On the Utah side, Gay is out. Mitchell is questionable. One of the biggest question marks that we have um, on the slate. O'Neal is out or questionable. And then uh, Rudy Gobert is not going to play in this game. That's come out recently here. Um, and the interesting thing about Rudy Gobert not playing is Whiteside is not like 100%. You know, so, I mean, I think that's a big question mark. And then on the Atlanta side of things, um, I mean, it is a back-to-back for Atlanta. We know Trey Young was dealing with a little, little bit of a, a knee injury going into Wednesday's game, so we'll definitely be paying attention uh, to that. So let's start here with the Utah side of things. What do you like here for the Jazz? Yeah, so I looked up Utah's usage without Rudy on the court, and Mitchell didn't get as much of a bump as, as I was expecting. It, it went more to Conley and Bogdanovich. So um, initially I thought I would have a ton of interest in Mitchell here. Still have some. Um, but looking more at the cheaper guys. So Conley and Bogdanovich were the two that I know had gotten a bump so, so far without Rudy. Um, have some interest in Clarkson too. He's fine at 5,300. He's going to remain in that, that six man role more than likely, no matter who misses the game. So like him on that second unit with his usage. Um, Whiteside is the interesting one. I mean, obviously with Rudy out, he's just 4,100 he has a chance to grab a start if he's good to go here. So I think he would be one of the top values on the slate if uh, he's good to go. I mean, with Gobert out, I think Whiteside is just play, like you plug him in here. Um, he should be one of the top value plays on the slates. You know, you're obviously a little concerned, but this dude's been crushing on a fantasy point per minute basis in 15 to 18 minutes a night. And now he's likely going to get 25. I don't think we project him for 35 in this game, but I, I mean, Capella has been playing minutes more. Collins is getting minutes like Atlanta's not a team that's typically going to go small. So, I mean, I think Utah is going to have to use Whiteside and Paschal here. And I mean, we don't trust Eric Paschal at all. Um, I, I know he's 3K, but I think the only way you're playing him is if Rudy or um, not Rudy, but if Whiteside ends up sitting for some reason here. Uh, but I mean, yeah, Utah is going to have some value. I, the Mitchell news is huge. Um, if Mitchell sits, Joe Ingles is the top value play on the slate. Um, you know, go back and look at his usage last season when, when um, Mitchell was off the floor and then, with Gobert off the floor too, we see like an increase in like secondary stats for Joe Ingles too. So if the, if Mitchell sits, Joe Ingles is the top value play on the slate. He's going to, he's going to play point guard um, and, and you're getting him at 4,600. So on the Atlanta side of things, I mean, it's a back-to-back for Atlanta. Utah is one of the best defensive teams in the league, but huge downgrade going from Gobert to Whiteside and even Pascal. If Mitchell doesn't play, I mean, this is not your standard, really tough Utah defense with potentially missing some guys here. Yeah, um, I still Trey Young is still so priced up, um, so I don't know that I'm going to get to Trey in this spot. Um, I do have a lot of interest in the big guys, though, with Gobert out, Capella and Collins both um, probably won't like stack them up, but I, I have a lot of interest in in sprinkling them both in. Um, could be some upside here with 
Utah being short on big men. Um, so we really like both of them. Um, some of the secondary pieces, I don't think we really need it. I mean, with, with the value we have from Philly, um, I, I can't see myself really like taking a shot on Reddish or anybody like that. So probably just Capella and Collins for me in this one. Yeah, I mean, I, I want to see what, if, if we get some injury news here. Some of these secondary pieces like Reddish, um, Herder, Hunter, Gallinari potentially sitting on the second end of a back-to-back. I mean, we're going to see. Like, they've played one back-to-back earlier this season already. And, I mean, everybody – Capella didn't play, like, full minutes in the second end of the back-to-back. So, I think they limit him even if he does end up playing um, – I mean, yeah, I think Atlanta is super interesting here, depending on some injury news. And, and if Mitchell's out, I really like Atlanta more because I think the game has a much better chance to stay close if we get news that Mitchell doesn't play. Um, so pay attention to this one. Boston at Miami, 215 total here. Miami's eight-point favorite. Boston is on a back-to-back. Depot and Struss are still out. Didn't see anything come out of the Boston game. Um, I mean, they kind of handled my magic like I thought they were going to. They covered. Betting against the magic this year is just rock solid. Um, talk to me here about the Celtics. Um, yeah, tough matchup here against Miami, obviously. Um, Al Horford has just been, like, super consistent to start the year. He's been over 40 points, I think, in every game um, that he's played. The price tag is coming up, so it, it doesn't feel great to pay 7400 but he has paid that off. I mean, every time he's been out there. So I think you got to have some interest in him. As far as the two studs, Tatum and Brown, I don't know. I Definitely only in a stack. I would, I would need somebody from Miami um, in the lineup if I'm going to do that. Um, so I don't have a ton of interest in, in those two. I, I always struggle trying to figure out which one of them is going to go off in any given spot anyway. So I'll probably look to pay up uh, at other places on the slate. Um, that's pretty much all I got. I mean, Horford is, is probably my main interest on Boston. Yeah. I mean, I think Horford is, is very playable here. Um, I mean, there's been rumors coming out about like Marcus Mart saying like, Oh, I just can't sit in the corner and, and Tatum and Brown won't pass me the ball. Um, so, I mean, there, I think there's a lot of internal stuff when it comes to like, Marcus Smart, and I think it could go either way. I think they could potentially get him more involved in this game, or they could be like, ha, we don't need you. Um, we got Dennis Schroeder. So, I mean, Schroeder off the bench, getting this unit usage off the bench is super interesting. He His price is just – you're going to need him to continue to shoot really well. On a five-game slate, I'm willing to roll the dice on a guy like Dennis Schroeder, um, especially at 5,600. Because if he does end up picking like 25 minutes, if this game gets a little out of hand and he plays 30 minutes, like he could crush at this price tag. So he's just someone that I have kind of on my radar here. Um, I mean, the Miami side of things, this team's this team's deep. They're deep. Um, and they're a much better defensive team than Boston. Both these teams play kind of slow. Uh, what are your thoughts here when it comes to Miami? Yeah, I mean, this game is tough. They, they do both play slow, which, I mean, it's only a five-game slate, so we're probably going to have to take some shots. Um, but I don't love the Miami side either. Um, I think Bam is is the one I would lean to as 
my favorite of anybody on Miami. Uh, Kyle Lowry has gotten a price bump after he's um, played really well in the last two. So have a hard time getting to him at that price tag. And it's kind of the same with Jimmy priced up a little bit, but Bam, Bam is the one who has the, the nice price tag that I'm interested in. Um, don't mind taking some shots on hero. Uh, we've seen a bit of a ceiling out of him with the second unit here this year. Um, yeah. So I think Bam and Bam and hero would be the main two probably off of Butler and Lowry. Yeah. I mean, Butler and Bam, they're so they're kind of pricey. I don't have FanDuel up in front of me. Lowry's been super cheap over there. I don't know if he's still cheap or not. Um, I don't know. <laughs> just it's so hard to it's so hard to just figure out this Miami team because they're so deep. Even like Tyler Hero, I want to play Tyler Hero, but I don't want to pay sixty seven hundred for Tyler Hero. Um, he has a very, he has a very good role with this team right now. He's getting assists, he's getting shot attempts. Um, it's just sixty seven hundred. He's another guy like on a on a slate like this where it's five games that you like end up in that range and you're like, all right, I'll just roll the dice. Um, I mean, you don't feel good about it, but <laughs> I mean, it, it's definitely playable here. Uh, up next, we got Houston at Phoenix. No total in this game. House is out. Tice is questionable. And on the Phoenix side, Aiton's questionable. Payne is questionable. Sarge is out. Uh, let's start here with Houston. Um, I mean, Tice matters enough. We saw Sengun the other night play 26 minutes um, with Tice out. So, I mean, Tice matters um, on this slate. What are your thoughts here on Houston? Yeah, if Tice were to miss, I think Sengun you could would be like a pivot off of Whiteside. Um, I think he would come in much lower owned than Whiteside, so I, I would like that as like a deep tournament pivot. Um, I mean, I'm I'm really worried about a blowout here in the spot. Obviously, with Houston going up against Phoenix in Phoenix, um, we have seen a, a ceiling from Christian Wood though, so that is probably the place I'd look to to hope that this game stays close. Uh, which would allow you to bring it back with somebody on Phoenix. Um, Jalen Green finally shot the ball a little bit better in his last time out. Um, he He's playing the minutes. He's out there. So I, I do have interest in Green, um, despite his struggles. Finally saw it a little bit out of him last game. Uh, wouldn't mind a, a shot on Kevin Porter Jr. either. Uh, fair price tag. Have seen the ceiling out of him. Um, probably not looking at tape very much. Um, he's off the injury report, right? He is off the injury report. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Price at 5,200. I mean, you, you could, if you wanted to probably not my favorite spot here. I mean, on the Houston side, if Tice sits uh, again, I have interest in Sengun. Um, I have a little interest in Kevin Porter jr. Still not shooting the ball, like overly great, but the usage is there. Uh, the price tag is still very fair. You mentioned Jalen Green. He, I mean, he's taken at least 15 shots in four of the last five games now. Um, so 5,700, I think he's somewhat playable. If Aiton plays, I guess even if Aiton doesn't play, Christian Wood could smash in this spot. Um, you don't feel good about it because <laughs> it's so expensive. Um, the Phoenix side of things, I mean, Booker had a really bad night the other night. Um, it, it just wasn't, it just wasn't there. It seemed like, um, 
he was having a tough night and like he finished the game super strong and helped them win the game, but it just wasn't like a Devin Booker night. Chris Paul had a really good game. I mean, I think everything on the Phoenix side really depends on a guy like Aiton. But I mean, as we saw the other night, they're not going to roll out McGee for 30 minutes. Uh, Like it's just not going to be a thing. Frank the Tank is the guy, if Aiton sits, that I have a ton of interest in here at 3,500. Yeah, I, I think McGee would be a great fade in tournaments with, with some of the other cheap big guys we've talked about already. Um, like you said, McGee just has, and we've seen it like throughout his career with his medical issues, he has a ceiling of basically 20 minutes. I don't see him getting any more than that. And that really limits his ceiling. So um, if he is going to be popular, if Aiden misses, I think he's a decent fade in tournaments. Uh, that price tag on Chris Paul has, has come way up since he smashed in his last game against New Orleans. Uh, so I think it would be definitely be Booker over Paul for me if I was paying up for one of their studs. Um, I would have interest in that if Aiton's out, I think. Um, even though there, there is some blowout risk, I would probably want to run it back with Wood. Like I said, I think he's their best route to keep this game close. Um, so yeah, Booker and maybe get weird with something like Frank if if Aiden is out. Frank Tank. Gotta love it. Um, let's, you know, we gotta obviously see what happens with the Aiden news, but I think Kaminsky at 3,500. Um, I mean, there is potential, like, the thing about this slate that's super interesting, you know, as just a slate overview in, in general, we have, like, three or four players that could be, like, massive value plays on this slate. And we don't necessarily have like a ton of studs that we need those plays. Um, so, I mean, it, it's definitely an interesting slate. Yeah. The, the injury report as always is going to be very interesting, like, like key to decide how we're going to play this slate. Um, I, like, I don't even know that we want to get up to the Lakers guys and bead obviously is on a back to back. So yeah, like, I don't, I'm not sure I have a ton of interest in paying up for like the highest price studs on the slate, even if we do get a ton of value. So Definitely interesting. All right, we finish it out. OKC going up against the Lakers, 217 and a half total here. Lakers a 13-point favorite. Uh, obviously the biggest potential blowout on the slate. Um, Deck and Dort are questionable on the OKC side of things. Ariza's out. Horton Tucker's out. Dwight's questionable. LeBron's questionable. And none is out on the Lakers side of things. Um Anything standing out to you here for OKC? Um, I don't mind SGA. Um, I, like we just talked about not loving the, the highest price guys on the slate. Um, if Oklahoma City has any chance to keep this close, they're going to need a great performance out of SGA, so I don't mind him. Um, Giddy is still very fairly priced. He's a guy that's been throwing up a ton of peripheral stats, and when he's scoring as well, I mean, he's just getting there, so... Uh, still 5,800. Don't mind that price tag at all. Um, I don't know. It, it depends. If Dort is out, then I guess you can take some shots on some of the other guys as well. Um, depends on the starting lineup, obviously. If, if Robinson Earl is in there, maybe he gets run into the mid-20s 20, 20 minutes playing time. I might have some interest, but probably not much outside of SGA and Giddy. I mean, I think that's the the two guys that I have the most interest in in this spot as well. Um, You worry about a blowout in this game for sure. And I mean, it's a it's a super interesting like potential stack spot if you think the game stays close. 
it will be even more interesting if like LeBron and this team is just like, all right, well, we are we're playing we're playing okay. See, I mean, I guess they, they played him against Houston the other night. That game stayed super close. Um, so SGA, his usage is just it makes him playable. If this game stays close, it's probably because he's having a big game, but outside of him, like you said, Giddy's fine. But I mean, this team is just not sexy. They're not sexy. Uh, if Dort sits in it, it open up minutes. And I think, you know, trying to like comb through and figure out like who those minutes potentially go to um, makes it somewhat interesting because we saw last year when a guy like Kendrick Williams was getting 35 minutes, he could have big games and he's like 3,200. You don't feel good about it. Maldon could get, you know, 35 minutes in this game. I think he played a lot the other night. Um, was it, it was, I think Dort got like, was he out of the game at one point or something? Uh, I don't remember. Yeah, Dort, I think Dort sat in the last one. Yeah. Yeah. And like we saw big minutes from Maldon in that game. So, I mean, again, there's so much value that it is so much potential value that's going to open up on this slate, depending on injury news. Um, we might be playing like a guy like Anthony Davis and LeBron and be these types of guys just because we have so much value. Trey Young, um, talk to me here about the Lakers side. Yeah, that's exactly like it's only raw points. Um, and man, is it difficult to figure out which one's going to go out, so, so go off. So if all three are in, I don't know. I'll, ha- I'll have to dig into it a little bit more and see if like the way OKC plays defense gives me a strong lean on anything, but I, I don't know. I almost think Davis might be the guy just because he's cheapest. Um, again, have to see the injury report. If all three of them are playing, I think you need one of them just for raw points on the slate. But I, I don't know. Do you have a way to figure out which of the three you want to play? Um, and then from the value slates or the, the value, value guys here, I'm not very interested. Um, I think my Lakers exposure is is going to be just trying to figure out which one of the big three studs I want to pay up for. I mean, Westbrook shooting more finally. We're starting to see him consistently shoot over 29, 20 shots a game. He's been more involved, like getting assists. He, he has triple-double upside. The rebounds are always, I think, going to be the biggest thing for him. And – I mean, guys like Anthony Davis and LeBron like to create their own shots. So, like, that's going to hurt the assist rate a little bit for Westbrook, Westbrook as well. Um, so, outside of that, I mean, I would probably rank them Anthony Davis, LeBron, Westbrook. But I think that's how the ownership will go, too. So, on a five-game slate, you could definitely play Westbrook at lower ownership. But I think if all this value does open up, if we do start to see people sit and miss the game, Mitchell sits and – um, eight and sits, and like we start to see all this value open up, then I think you're playing one of the big three um, from the Lakers here just because you have the money. And I mean, I think one of the big three outscores like the Boston and Miami guys. So I think the only other pivots you could potentially look at are Embiid and Trey Young. And who knows if Embiid's going to play on the second end of a back to back after, you know, kind of being banged up all season, too. Fun five gamer. Yeah. Fun five gamer. All right. Uh, let's play the morning grind game and then we will get out of here for Thursday. Give me your favorite play under 5K to go 7X. 
Um, Gruber, we already know is out. Um, Whiteside, if, if he plays, I think he's going to be the guy that will be my favorite value. He's at 4,100. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Frank Kaminsky, thinking that Aiden sits. If Aiden were to play, um, I mean, I think I have to go Maldon and hope that Dort doesn't play. It is the two guys that I like injury injury dependent guys that I like here. So um, Whiteside is the clear option though. Over eight K to go under five X. Who's your bust today? Um, tough matchup with Miami, uh, Horford playing a big role. Give me Jason Tatum in that game to bust. The more I think about this, by the way, the more I like Jimmy Butler on the slate, just for just throwing that out there. The more I think about it, the more I like Jimmy Butler on the slate. Um, I'm going to stay in the same game and go Jalen Brown going up against that Miami defense. And I just, I, I think the Boston, the Boston expensive guys are out for me on this slate, so they'll probably go triple overtime or something crazy. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but I, I mean, the more I think about Butler, the more I like the 50 fantasy points at 9,600 is just like, all right, I'll take that. Yeah. I mean, I think with it, with some of this value does open up, like you're going to get into a situation where the raw points, you just play the guys for the raw points, even though you don't love them as like point per dollar wise, like you need the raw points. So that's going to make sense. Yeah, you get all the point per dollar from the value guys and just try to get as many right. points as you can from the, the studs. Uh, who's your favorite 6X play today? Uh, give me Niang with Tobias still out. He almost got there, I believe, on Wednesday night. So I'll go back to that. Go back to him. I like that. Um, um, Oh, man, I wish he didn't get the price increase. I felt so much better about um, Seth Curry until the price increase. He was the guy that, like, I was kind of eyeing. I, I always look at, like, pricing when I do the podcast. I always research before I do the pi- pricing. Um, My favorite, I think I'm going to go Jimmy Butler, man. I think the more I think about this spot, I think Jimmy Butler could have a, a really big game here. Um, So I'm going to go Jimmy Butler. <sighs> anyway, let's get weird GPP play of the day. Uh, I mean, this is going to be kind of tough. There's going to be a lot of uh, good value, it looks like, on the slate. Who's your let's get weird GPP play of the day? Yeah, it's always difficult to gauge ownership like the night before, first first look. Um, the guy I'm going to go with, I, th- I think it's going to end up stars and scrubs with all the, the value that's going to open up, and the mid-range is going to get completely left out. Um, Jeremy Grant's the guy I'm looking at. I don't think like we haven't seen the big ceiling game from him this year. I don't think many people are going to play him. Um, just kind of in a weird price range. I think he gets overlooked in a tough matchup with Philly. Um, I'm going to take a shot on him. He was cruising. I, so I, when we had the bug, all those bucks guys out the other night. I played him on like running it back and he was cruising. If that game stayed close, he was going to put up 50 fantasy points. So, um my let's get weird gpp play of the day we have so much potential value at center on this slate christian wood is going to be overlooked on this slate this is a spot he could go 2020 um so i mean especially if, if it doesn't matter if ayton sits or not if ayton plays if he doesn't play it doesn't matter um christian wood at 8800 is my let's get weird gpp play of the day uh bets are tough today because 
I mean, we're looking at nothing. <laughs> There's nothing <laughs> out um, right now. The one thing that kind of stands out to me, I already said it. Um, I think depending on Cade Cunningham, if his like points prop is going to come in at like nine again, his assist prop the other day was like three. I'll take the over on probably both of those things. I like that. Um, I'm going to see. I heard uh, Will talking about it. Chief yesterday was on uh, Horford props. Like they just haven't adjusted to what he's been doing in, in Boston so far. Um, I thought that was a, a really sharp call by Chief. So I'm going to steal that one from him. Check out Horford's props early in the day. All right. That is going to wrap it up. Any final thoughts, Keith? No, tough, tough five gamer. We'll see what the news brings to us, but um, be interesting to see who we end up paying up for. Yeah. I mean, this slate, this slate is, it, it could be really interesting for tournaments because if all the value opens up, there's just so many different builds. Um, I mean, the value plays are going to be good value plays. Like you already, we, we, we talked about Whiteside um, just being in an absolute great spot. If Aiton sits, you got Frank the Tank, um, you know, potentially there. We'll see if LeBron plays in this cupcake matchup. I mean, Mitchell being out could potentially open up a lot of value. So fun slate, a lot of, lot of interesting ways to approach this slate. And I mean, heck, I wouldn't be shocked if like we get an alert around five o'clock that Embiid's going to sit. So pay attention to news, watch crunch time. They're going to be adjusting um, as news comes out, but man, make sure you have the RG alerts on notifications for sure. That's going to wrap it up. For the NBA podcast here for Thursday. Again, we'll be out with the football podcast the Thursday afternoon. So good luck, everyone. We'll be back Friday and uh, hopefully you crush. <laughs>